0: sprinters welcome back to the live Q&A session if you're new to this channel this is about revenue systems and investment systems how you can create repeatable reliable revenue systems that bring money in how you can collect that money in terms of profitability and how you can keep that money by investing it because you might create a lot of money, but if you cannot keep it, it's just gone. Hey, Johan! So, uh, thank you for your questions up front. I will start immediately with some of your questions that you brought and also feel free to uh, put your questions right now in the chat. I will pick them up as we go. We will have a look at the markets, what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the world. We will talk about Bitcoin price prediction, and um, Bitcoin long-term hedge against inflation or not. We will talk a little bit about the stock markets. We will talk about segment rotations and of course about the war going on and um, and how all of this uh, affects your portfolio. Say brother, Johan, great to have you here. So, oh, and you have already a first question. Let's go, bear market. Yes, yes. But (laughs) it depends, right? So in the Nasdaq is in bear territory, uh, not the crypto sphere. Let's go there. So let's start with your question about the bear market. Then we go to your next questions about staking. So does this look like a bear market to you? Uh, It depends, right? So on top here, I have my... My defensive plays, which are right now silver, um, gold, Bitcoin, the strong blockchains, the few strong horses in the blockchain world and the few strong horses in the in the stocks world. Uh, those are all doing fine. <laughs> then we have the general Nasdaq. As you can see here, they're doing even more than fine. We have silver up 8%, we have gold up, and then comes Bitcoin. Bitcoin up 1% uh, right now, but with 43,000, we have been testing the 46,000 level, which was a resistance level that we have tested many times. So I guess we will hover between 46 and 35 a couple more times before... Then we see the next breakout and we will talk about Bitcoin price predictions in a second because Jane asked about it and I I have prepared something to answer her question. So Bitcoin, uh, 43900 and um, looking very strong. And the interesting thing, because you ask bear market, bull market, the interesting thing is November until three days ago, Bitcoin was in lockstep with the Nasdaq so one to one having the same pattern as the nasdaq and that changed exactly three days ago if you look at the nasdaq amazon tesla google which is basically the nasdaq right uh and apple add apple and nvidia and you have 10 percent of the nasdaq so nasdaq is down three days same time Bitcoin and the strongest altcoins up. And by up, we have some some of them up 82% this week, like Luna. And so bear market depends on the segment. From now on, we have to talk segment and segment rotations. This is what I will focus more on over the next weeks to show you guys some, some segments. This is the commodities segment, silver and gold up we have another segment which is up um it's the industry segment defense is up for obvious reasons if you look at lockheed martin it had um i think uh, seven percent up in the last two days then we have um we have um other Um, segments that are up like fertilizers. I I bought three fertilizer stocks, fertilizer producer stock because we have to prepare for three cases, right? Bull case, base case, bear case and I think this year is the year to prepare for bear case. Uh, I'm still in base case but my base case is 20% real estate, 35% stocks, 35% cryptos and the rest is cash so in those stocks i go with segments segment rotations happen uh, regularly and right now segments that are in a bull run commodities energy defense um, and those three days crypto and all other sectors especially growth stocks tech stocks down um Little bit less down dividend stocks because they are seen as risk off versus growth stocks seen as risk on. So people are moving right now from risk uh, on to risk off. And of course, smaller altcoins down like Walks, DVPN, AKT, Secret, etc. Of course, they're down. Um, And even the big NASDAQ. Uh, the strongest, Nasdaq courses, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Square, down, NVIDIA, down. I've been buying more NVIDIA, by the way. I will be selling Coinbase soon. And I have to sell Luna because it doubled. Uh, I, don't, I don't like to do it because I like Luna. But my system says sell at 98 and we are today at... Uh, let's check Luna. Let's check Luna. Go, Luna! I have to sell today and I tell you I'm not happy about that but I don't go with emotions I go with my system and my system says I have to sell at 98 let's check the current because it was at 96 when I last checked let's check Luna right now 93 so I might I might sell maybe tomorrow or in two days when it hits 98 because then I have doubled, and uh, my system says whenever you double, put half, put your initial money off the table and go enjoy the rest risk free. So, and when it doubles again, I will sell 25% of that. And when it doubles again, I will sell 12.5%. You get the system, right? So, whatever system you have, stick to your system. This is my system. Um, Systems removed the excitement of crypto for me. <laughs> yes, now it is calculated rather than guessing. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's still guessing, but it's a de-risked form of guessing, right? It's guessing with with discipline. You you set up assumptions. You set up entry um, prices and exit prices. When they hit, you you buy. When they hit, you sell. And so, but you are constantly invalidating, validating your hypothesis. That's the important thing. We are all still guessing. That's the exploratory method. It's a scientific, The scientific method is guessing, but in a disciplined way. Einstein is guessing when he says E is MC squared. It's a guess, but you write it down and then you invalidate it. If you cannot invalidate it, you have validated And when you have validated it multiple times, it becomes a theory. And if it works then in every context now, it is something. So that's still guessing. Uh, Thank you for your advice and fantastic system of how you do your trades. Yeah, this year will be much harder than last year. Uh, Last year, whatever we would touch with uh, 6x, it was incredible. This year, we will have uh, bear markets, segment rotations, um, possible global conflicts. So there is stuff going on. I'm a bit, um, of course, uh, it's it's terrible what's going on in the Ukraine, but and I am a little bit um, worried on the market side what happens from the Ukraine conflict. I'm much more worried if uh, China and um, right now looking at it says, "Oh, that's it. They just cut me off Swift. I don't care." Um, I always wanted to snag Taiwan, let me snag Taiwan. Yo Simon, what's the reason for the current climb in LUNA, says Andreas Fromberger. There is no real reason, Andreas. But there has been some LUNA problems. Like Solana, Luna, LUNA and Solana, our two favorites of the last weeks, were in the midst of really serious problems uh, over the last weeks. Liquidity problems on the LUNA side because because of many things but short story three weeks ago nobody knew if luna would survive because of a very acute very urgent liquidity problem because of of one of of the scams going on in 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 a related ecosystem that created a liquidity problem on the ust side so on one side of luna was really really in danger now they solved it and that was a, a breather for the world and not only they solved it but luna has first of all a very small but very huge upside uh, s- small probability of upside but the upside is a 10x from here so from 94 it could theoretically 10x, and this is exciting many people. Um, low probability, let's make this short. Uh, I think the probability is 3% of Luna going to 1000, but those 3% excite many people, including myself. And so we're watching that. And as we watch it, you know, it has some momentum and amplification effects because Twitter is talking about it, and that amplifies itself in terms of sentiment. Now, sentiment we shouldn't take too seriously, but if you look at Luna, there are still some problems with Luna. For example, I don't see a a lot of adoption um, of of USD outside the Luna ecosystem, but there is a use case which is incredible. So one of my thesis for 2022 and 2023 is interoperability. Right now, as a user, you experience MetaMask, you experience the Phantom Wallet and you go, oh gosh, I have to switch this into that and then click there and then I have to deposit there. People don't want this. So the next step in in crypto evolution will be simple for the user. Um, That is like you are using Twitter or Instagram. You just click and it works. This will be the user experience. Now on the technical side what does it mean for the blockchain space interoperability and so we had some problems with bridges Uh, they are very fragile and they got attacked and uh, they got yeah they couldn't defend themselves so bridges are really fragile right now that's why the interoperable chains will have a strategic advantage things Um, that ecosystems that can show that they work interoperably will win. And there are not many of them. Luna is one of them because it has a perfect chain. If you look at Anchor, Mirror, Terra, Terraform, uh, and Luna together, it's a whole ecosystem, fully interoperable. So it's one of the use cases for the future low probability of success, but it has shown that it works and if there is adoption and if they can defend from political risk, well, that's the future. So that's one reason. And then there are many that we don't know, but they have survived the liquidity crisis. They have a wonderful use case. They excite, excite many of us. There are wonderful projects going on in the Luna ecosystem. And, yeah, the community is small but excited. And uh, we, we are also excited about Luna. It's in our top 10 since, since a very long time. And we have stayed with Luna during the, the FUD of the last weeks. Luna and Sol, Solana were really under attack over the last weeks. They did really, really well. So, congrats to you who, who were still on the fundamentals and not on the news side of things. What else questions do we have? We have... Let's go to to Jane's question, because Jane asked, hey, Simon, what about long-term Bitcoin projection and its possible function as a hedge against inflation? Can Bitcoin really be a hedge against inflation? How much percent of the portfolio would it be? And what makes us think that it is so? Now, you know, in, in here on the channel, we do the, the 10 steps fundamental analysis. Then we do the macro check and then we do the TA check. Now, this week also, Bitcoin is has bullish signals on all of them. The adoption is good. We are now 40 million people using it and it's growing every time. We have seen that under the biggest uncertainty, the last three days, Nasdaq down, Bitcoin up. We have seen the value of Bitcoin rising. What's the value versus the price? The value is the hash rate, the adoption and the network effect. The price, it's just the price. The price is just sentiment from uh, what what the newest uh, thinking about it. Um. But the value is really what you can see in the hash rate. And the hash rate it's, uh, is at all time high. Now, when we see uh, Bitcoin long-term, I have put together some predictions from the 15 people that I find most precise when they, when they predict. And I've put together a price for 2023 to 2037 based on the average of those predictions. Now, I have not counted people like uh, Michael Saylor or Robert Breedlove who are at 12 millions, 12 and a half millions in Bitcoin because I think they are just very, very biased. Um, I took the people who are in in between. So I took JP Morgan, which says um, 2022 December, uh we will have a six hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin. Tim Draper two hundred fifty thousand twenty twenty two. Mike Novogratz sixty five thousand december twenty twenty two. Katie Wood five hundred thousand in twenty twenty five. Bloomberg Mike 170,000 one hundred seventy thousand twenty twenty two, Max Kaiser. 400,000, 2023. Now, the average of the 15 that I picked would say now that 2023, 374,000, 2024, 418,000, 2025, 451,000, 2026, 476,000, 2027, 490,000, 2028, 511,000. 2029, 20, 526, and upwards, we go up to 2036 with 632,000, 2037, 647,000. Now, if you look at this progression and this uh, appreciation and think of the debasement, depending on your country, so in the US, we have a CPI of seven. Oh, oh, let's do the 10 steps, cool. So in the in the US we have a CPI of seven point five um, percent, a consumer price index. So you have to think of this seven point five percent. Australia, where where Johan and Jane are, has a lower CPI, the consumer price index. I don't have in top of mind, but it's it's much less than seven point five, is something around between 4 and 5%, if I'm correct. Johan, if you know the exact, let me know. Australian Consumer Price Index. And then uh, where Andreas lives, Austria, we have it also much, much lower. It's also around, I don't have it top of mind, but it's also around 4% CPI. So depending on your country, make the calculation, but on average across all countries who are all slightly Inflationary, Uh, globally, um, I think if you have 5% of your overall portfolio in Bitcoin, so of your overall wealth, okay? When I say portfolio, I mean real estate, stocks, cryptos, cash, okay? If you have 5% of your overall portfolio in Bitcoin, in most countries, over 10 years, you have a high probability of hedging against inflation because the appreciation of Bitcoin will help you um, buffer down the depreciation of the other things that, that you hold. Um, hope that answers your question, Jane. Uh, and then Nick, the casual guy, hey Simon, did you hear about Metaverse 2.0 news today? I, I heard a lot. Which one do you mean, Nick? Uh I heard a lot of news today. Um I take news with a grain of salt, um, and I try to filter here only the one that are really, really evergreen relevant for you. And I will tell you why. Um I reduce the number of the news that I check every day. And by the way, let me let me share with you one very cool thing that I found in terms of news. There is this thing that aggregates the news for me in a non-emotional, non-exciting way because I think that news, especially mainstream news, they are measured against one KPI. Being it TV or radio, their KPI is how much attention do they grab. So, they are not here to inform you. They are here to emotionalize you, to grab your attention. And so, I reduce the number of these things. I prefer to do my 10 steps that Johan wants to check. Okay, let's do it together. And I prefer to do my fundamental analysis and then my small uh, macro check and my small TA check for the the few strong horses that uh, are in our top 10. And um, I read the news, but only here. Um, What is this actually? What's the name of this thing? It's called Crypto Panic. And it's basically just an RSS feed collection of all the headlines in the crypto space. And so this is what I read every day, but as you can see, it's, it's very simple. It's not emotional. It's not catchy. There are no um, uh, graphics of something burning or, or whatever stuff going to the moon because I don't want that. I don't want to be emotionalized. I want just more data, more um, data points to, to base my decisions on, right? So let me share with you what changed from the last. But Nick, hey, let me know uh, which Metaverse 2.0 news you, are, you, you wanna go deeper in, I'm, I'm happy to go there. Right now, Metaverse is something that I don't touch. I am analyzing it, yes, 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 every day. And I will, I will share with you opportunities as soon as they are here. Right now, Metaverse is more risk than reward. Um, I'm very positive it will change soon. but right now uh, right now I'm buying energy, I'm buying Bitcoin, I'm buying gold, I'm buying silver and I'm buying um, fertilizers. That's what I'm buying right now. And let me share with you what's changed in my portfolio since the last time. The power. The power. Power, power. So, my portfolio has some changes, some rebalancing. If we go to the stock portfolio, this was just uh, blue and green, growth stocks and digital assets. Um, up until January. So when we say growth stocks, it's 22% Alphabet, 25% Amazon, 10% Tesla because we sold a lot when it doubled again. And then I have added a position in Shopify, 5% and Nvidia, 3.4% as they were at a nice price. I've added SoFi, when they were at a discount, and these are all growth stocks. Um, I always had Block, uh, former Square, 6.5%. Um, PayPal is, is, is uh, associated with growth stocks, um, even if it's a value stock. Um, MicroStrategy, uh, I count as a digital asset. Uh, it's obviously a growth stock, but it's a digital asset in, 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 my, in my categories. And same as CleanSpark. I don't count CleanSpark as an energy stock. I count it as a digital asset because the whole value of microstrategy in CleanSpark is that they hold Bitcoin in their balance sheet. That's it. Um, so, And then we have CRISPR, who is uh, the, the worst pick I ever did. I was listening too much to Katie Booth and not enough to my own calculations. <laughs> you live and you learn, right? So... That's down, I think, 60% and I I don't know how to get out of that. So uh, digital assets I have now with 17.4% and um, uh, commodities, I've added commodities 2.4%. I never had commodities, but I've bought three gold producers, one silver producer and um, two commodities-based ETFs. I never buy ETFs, as you know, but in the commodities, I'm no expert in commodities. I have no idea which one are better, which copper producer is better than another copper producer. And I find it also very boring to look at copper producers and to to do the fundamental analysis there and the charts there are so boring. So I just bought a basket of two ETFs based Mm -hmm. on commodities. One is... um, um, together by blackrock and one is put together by lixor yeah Lixor, i think so I've, I've analyzed 10 of them picked two and and i've also picked three single stocks of gold producers if you want to know which they are i'm going there let me know and also one silver producer I've also added to my positions of energy stocks and mainly dividend stocks energy because as you can see here, I'm all growth stocks, 7, 78%. That's a little bit overexposed and I am very, very underexposed to dividend stocks, 1.7%. So my goal for the next weeks um, is to increase my dividend stock percentage Uh, and the ratio of dividend stocks compared to growth stocks. Why? Because the segment rotation is clearly, since January, is clearly from risk on to risk off. And for most people, and these are the markets, are the people and how they feel, it's moving from growth stocks to dividend stocks. So that will a little bit de-risk my portfolio because, I am now in an age and in a size of portfolio where preserving capital for me is more important than building uh, wealth. So I'm now in the preservation stage of things and I have to change that. I have also three kids and um, want to reduce the risk, as you can imagine, because it's for them. It should be around also in 20 years. Then... Um, yeah, that was the stock side of thing. If we look at the crypto side of thing, that's unchanged. I'm still a store of value, 56%, that's Bitcoin. I'm into smart contracts, still 39%. That's um, the Ethereum's, Solanas, um, Luna, and um Avalanche and Phantom and then I'm 2.1% in Web3 and Metaverse which explains you now why when I see Metaverse news I don't really care because I have no exposure right now and I don't want anybody to be very exposed Metaverse right now because it's not the moment it might be in a couple weeks and so I'm watching it closely and um, there have been some opportunities over the last weeks to snag some Sandbox, to snag some engine, but I'm not completely sure. I, I did not buy uh, any Sandbox. Decentral- I sold my Sandbox uh, in in December, my Decentraland and everything Metaverse, I sold it in um, in December. And I'm watching for clear trends upwards as soon as they kick in. I will I will buy and I will tell you um, what I'm buying. But right now, mm-mm. so yes, there are a ton of news, but they need to show me some some real numbers, some real uh, results, and they are not yet here. So there is a lot of excitement in there, but zero zero reason to enter for me. Um, what else was really interesting this week in terms of risk management? Right, I. I have been looking at the 10 years Treasury rates, at US corporate tax rates, geopolitical risks, commodity scarcity, and equity overvaluations. That's the reason why I'm slightly reducing my growth stocks exposure to dividend exposure, because of course equities are overvalued. On the other side, what can the Fed really do? I don't think they can they can do much they i think equities will still do well so in terms of risk reward bitcoin number 1 then i have solana then ethereum then avalanche then phantom luna luna has grown much bigger than phantom meanwhile <laughs> because they doubled and and i still hold engine um but i might swap it uh, over the next weeks i always compare it and, uh, and I swap it, and all the profits go back into Bitcoin in, in this portfolio. In this other portfolio, my biggest wallet, Google, Amazon, Tesla, Nvidia, as you've seen, and I, I will switch Coinbase and uh, and um, CleanSpark and SoFi and all these risky, volatile plays back into Google, Amazon, and Tesla, and Nvidia, and Shopify. Uh, As soon as they create profits Uh, I've updated my buy list and my sell list and um, yeah that's mainly what I've been doing and I've been sharpening my scenarios you know you need scenarios base case offense case defense case and so I've sharpened it I've I've been thinking about the drivers what are real drivers for the scenarios and I've picked two that are very different from most people right now. Most people are looking at the CPI, and um, I'm not so much. I have picked two that, from my perspective, are bigger drivers. That's demographic shifts from you know boomers to millennials, and how they will wanna will wanna invest, and I'm and I'm looking at productivity, especially driven. Uh, by technological shifts. So my main assumption is that we live in a credit-based economy that is dependent on increasing leverage to generate political and socially acceptable rates of economic growth. So the Fed needs needs to pump. Real interest rates determine how cheap or expensive economic agents find the new credits to be. That... uh, keeps the the economy floating and it's what is the job of the fed is to keep the economy floating and to keep people from not uh going uh, down the streets uh in and to protest and the real interest rates they were in a secular declining trend centuries before the federal reserve or other central banks were even established That's because the most important drivers of long-term real yields are to be found in demographics and productivity. And now I've been looking at real interest rates. This is from the Bank of England and you can see that even before the Federal Reserve was created and installed, there has been a decline in, in real interest rates. But that's maybe too much of a macro thing. Let's let's, uh, cut to the conclusion. So my drivers are demographics and productivity. My base case, and I am still in base case, is slow growth. Uh, Offense case would be fast growth. I don't see that uh, for this year. Defense case would be a recession. We will definitely have recessions in some countries, like Russia will be in a recession this year. That's clear. But... um, I don't think the world is in a recession. I think we are still in base case slow growth, unless China invades Taiwan to to get um, to dominate semiconductors, which I would do if I'm China, but don't tell them. And um, if they don't, we stay in base case. So in base case, I want to be 35% stocks, 35% crypto, 20% real estate, and 10% cash. And that's exactly what I am at right now. And in stocks, I want to be aware of the rotations, right? That's why I I showed you the percentage of digital assets of dividend stocks, of growth stocks, and, um, and the assumptions and the areas that I bet on. Now, if we would move to a recession, I would want to increase my real estate to exposure to 40%. That's apartments, buildings, um, land. And uh, I would like to decrease my stocks, especially the growth stocks to 10%. And in stocks I want to have more fertilizers, more food, agriculture related things because these are the basics that even in a recession you need you need some potatoes, you need water, etc. So that's where I would go. And I would reduce crypto to only Bitcoin and have that as a 20% um, thing. Maybe some Solana, but I guess in a recession, Bitcoin. And 30% cash uh, because, and uh, have it in the safe. Um, so that's, that's the thing. Um, um, metrics that I'm looking at, because you, when you do scenario, so do your scenario, do your base case, offense case, and defense case, and define what will tell you in which scenario you are, in which case kicks in. So metrics, for example, I am looking at the five-year yields, that's the real interest rates. I'm looking at the volatility index, the dollar index, and the consumer price index. These are things that I'm looking at. And if they... Uh, get to certain thresholds that I'm watching every day, then I need to switch gears from base case to, to defense case, for example. Uh, unfortunately, we will not see offense case this year, 2022, but I'm ready for it when whenever it kicks in. So hope that helps. We are now at 37 minutes, uh, which for this format is really, really long. If you are new to this channel what do we do on this channel so it's about your revenue systems and investment systems the revenue systems by the way you can uh, really get from this book uh, strategy sprints 12 ways to accelerate growth for an agile business and uh, we deep dive into some of the 274 tools of the strategy sprints method on this channel so how you can make your sales more repeatable And then on the investment systems part, how you keep that, we look at three things. Mainly we do fundamental analysis, the 10 steps that um, we use to make fundamental analysis of stocks and of crypto assets. That mainly focuses on the use case, the function, does it solve a problem? What about liquidity? What about growth and compound growth and network effects and defendability? That comes with network effects and having a mode. It it is subjective, but it is future oriented. Then we do a macro check. It's a small check. It's half an hour. Just checking macro demographic shifts, as we discussed. Um, Shifts from boomers giving their wealth to millennials. How will millennials like to, to invest? Will they buy gold or will they buy Bitcoin? And productivity rate, real interest rate, consumer price index, that we just have discussed, that's the macro, that's looking at the economy. The positive thing is that you are aware of segment rotation and you can de-risk and use opportunities quicker. Negative is, for example, Warren Buffett says, never care about uh, macro. Don't care about the economy, care only about fundamentals. And he has done really well with that strategy. Still, I think it's important in terms of timing and entry points. Technical check. It's not a deep technical analysis, but of course we do a quick te- technical analysis every day. Uh, we look at Bollinger-Burns relative strength, directional trend, moving average, um, MACD, and then the, the cool thing about this, it's objective, it's numbers, but it's numbers about the past, and the past is not indicative of any future in, in investments so that's what we do keep keep uh subscribe and uh, like if you like it so keep subscribed so that you are in the loop because i will update you about what i buy what i sell and the segment rotations coming up metaverse will be big this year and i am researching 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 but i'm very conservative and i only show you um, opportunities when i when i am going in myself and when i'm Quite, quite confident because at least eight of the 10 indicators are shooting at once right now. All right, keep rolling.